Hello and welcome to AHR's weekly market update podcast, brought to you by our Chief Investment Officer, Ian Ramsey. Welcome to this week's AHR Market Review, the week ending 10th of October 2021. Equity markets rose this week, helped by US Congress reaching an agreement to extend the US debt ceiling, albeit temporarily, allowing the US government to avoid default and continuing to fund its activities until early December. Over the years, this has become a very familiar reoccurrence, which never fails to induce anxiety in markets, despite always being resolved. This arrested a fall in the US stock market, which had taken it halfway to a correction since its peak in early September, and a fall of over 7% in the technology sector. As of 12pm London time on Friday, the US stock market advanced by 1% over the week, whilst the technology sector rose 06 European stocks increased by 1.1%, while the UK's stock market climbed by a lacklustre 0.3%. However, this masked a large discrepancy in performance between large and mid-cap stocks, with the former returning 0.8% and the latter falling by 2% as financials and energy stocks outperformed, which the large-cap index has a much higher exposure towards. Japanese equities lost 1.2%, with the potential for tax rises following the confirmation of Fumio Kishida as the new Prime Minister. The Australian market rose 1.9%, benefiting from a high weighting of both financials and commodity stocks. Emerging markets rose 0.5%, with the Chinese domestic A-share market rising after a public holiday, as the latest purchasing managers index for services exceeded expectations, coming in at 53.4 versus forecasts of 46.7. Inflationary pressures continue to be front and centre of investors' minds, as energy prices continued their upward march. At the extreme, UK natural gas futures for delivery in November rose almost 70% by midweek, before coming all the way back down as President Vladimir Putin said Russia was prepared to supply greater volumes to Europe. Crude oil pushed higher too, as OPEC maintained their current oil supply schedule, despite pressure from Washington to increase it. Brent crude is currently trading at $82.5 a barrel, a level not seen for three years, although still significantly below the average of $103 experienced in the first half of the last decade post the financial crisis. Against this, US Treasury yields have been steadily climbing, with the 10-year yield up to 1.58%, the highest level for three months. There was a similar picture in both the UK and Europe, with 10-year gilts rising to a yield of 1.1% and German bonds minus 0.16%. With this move, more economically sensitive companies, or so-called value stocks, have once again began outperforming following a pause over the summer when growth stocks or less economically sensitive companies such as technology stocks outperformed. Central banks, in the near term at least, have slowly been losing the argument that inflationary pressures are transitory, a result of the reopening of economies that will subsequently pass given time. It remains too early to tell whether they will ultimately be correct or not. However, increasingly they are conceding that inflationary pressures are unlikely to ebb away anytime soon. The picture is further complicated by politicians advocating for employee wage rises, as has been experienced within the truck driving community throughout Europe because of driver shortages. The US economy added 194,000 jobs in September, the smallest gain this year and well below estimates. More encouraging was that the August numbers were revised meaningfully higher and the miss in private sector jobs was less severe. Employment in leisure and hospitality increased by 74,000 even though it remains about 10% below its pre-pandemic level. The disappointing employment report complicates the Fed's upcoming decision in November to start the tapering of its bond purchases. With Chair Powell looking for substantial further progress, 
also mentioning last month that the payroll report does not need to be a knockout to push him over the line, policymakers may still proceed to take their first step towards removing the Fed's pandemic stimulus. That's all for this week's AHR Weekly Podcast. Thank you for listening and for further investment insight, head over to ahrprivatewealth.com. Thank you.